Hey guys, welcome back to Monumental. I am your host, Evan Holiday, and today we're gonna do things a little bit differently. I'm really excited for this episode. This week, I wanna talk to you guys about the mindset of success. I've decided to create a mashup of five episodes so we can get that kind of midweek motivation we all need. If you want to master your mindset, then this episode is for you. You will hear from five incredible guests. First up, we have Cameron Harold, who is author of Vivid Vision, as well as just an absolute business guru, has helped grow so many companies up to hundreds of millions of dollars worth of revenue. And his Vivid Vision book had a massive impact on our company, Holiday Ventures. Next, we will hear from Jason Dries, who is a professional performance specialist, that's a tongue twister, and a mindset transformation guru. Then we have Keaton Patel, a high performance coach who helps real estate professionals dive in and really align themselves. Followed by Jay Scott, investor, entrepreneur, and host of the Bigger Pockets business podcast. And finally, Vikram Raya, a great friend of mine, a multifamily investor, and a medical professional who helps others live a life of ultimate wellness. All five of these guests bring an amazing perspective of mastering the mindset of success. So tune in and listen to the end. If you guys appreciate any part of today's episode, please make sure to screenshot it or share it on social media and make sure to tag me at Evan Holiday. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. What do you think is the the biggest thing holding most people back from creating their vivid vision? They're afraid of failure and they're afraid to think big. You know, I was a reference for Elon Musk in his very first round of funding for Zip2 in January of 1995. So Elon's brother worked for me in 93. So when Elon and, and Kimball asked me to be a reference for them for Zip2, Elon had an ability to dream at a level that most people couldn't understand. Um, in fact, they wouldn't, the venture capital firm would not back Elon because he'd never done anything. So they backed Kimball Musk based on his operational experience working with college pro painters. And they backed the idea of the vision. But Elon's vision was so big. You know, even the, the vision, I'll give you the example, the vision with the Tesla Model S. I took a group of entrepreneurs down from Vancouver around 2010 and we saw the very first Model S when it was still in the back of the SpaceX offices wrapped in a drop sheet. We saw it three days before the media saw it. And um, Elon's vision for the Model S had to be super fast, super sleek, super sexy. He's six foot five. I'm, he's an inch taller than me, so it had to fit his long body. It had to lots of leg room. It had to be as fast as his McLaren F1. And do you know why they had the seven seat option with the, the two seat jump seat in the trunk? He's got five kids. Well, he's six now. Uh, five at the time. If he's going to build a car, it better sit his whole family. Like, why would he ever own a fast sports car that couldn't seat his five kids and his girlfriend, right? So he designed this car that would fit his life, his needs, his speed, his sex appeal, his family. And then he said, who's with me? Who wants to build this? That's all. You know, the, the only reason. So it's the ability to dare to dream bigger and think bigger without worrying about how we're going to make it come true. And then once your dream is solid, then you can figure out how. We are all intuitive. We're all 
empathic. We can feel emotions of other people. We all can. And, and what I've come to understand is that it's, it's literally our emotions and our ability to sense life, know, feel, think. The, all of that is like a superpower. And, and emotions is your indicator of alignment. It's your guidance system. And for me personally, it was a journey of learning how to not be controlled by it. And when I was younger in my 20s, I used chemicals and substances because I didn't like the way I felt. So I numbed myself to death for a long time. So um, it was, you know, a long time before I figured out how to manage my own emotional state. And when I got good at managing my own emotional state, I got really good at reading other people's emotional states. And when I start reading other people's emotional states, I can help understand them and help them get where they need to be. Because the thing that I've discovered most about coaching and all the coaching I've done and all the clients I've coached, I actually don't help people create success. People think I, I help them create success. I don't because people don't understand that by nature, me, you, everyone is, is unlimited. We're, we're infinite beings and we're in an attraction-based universe. If you focus on something, if you're in alignment with something, you'll get it. So what I really do is I just literally help people remove all the resistance to success so it starts to flow. And, the, and our emotions are your indicators of alignment. And if there's something to process, you need to process it. You need to deal with it. And the more you're aware of your emotions, the better you can follow your unique path in life. And that's where the success and the magic happens. What, what is flow for, for my, our monumental listeners? Flow is like, is an ease of movement, right? Because we've all grinded. We've all pushed with force. Okay, I want to do that. Oh, got to pick up the phone, do the prospecting. Ugh, you know, like that's resistance. I like to think of flow as naturally inspired action. As in, it's like action you cannot not take. Action you cannot not do versus I have to do this. Because we're all conditioned. Well, if you want to find deals, you got a cold call and prospect. Well, now, that's another person's model of success. That doesn't mean it has to happen your way. Mm -hmm. and, and then we feel as we're trying to duplicate another person's success model, we feel emotional resistance to duplicating someone else's path in life and we think something's wrong with us. And then we go into self-judgment. Mm -hmm. But their path is completely different than yours. Right. If you ask Gary V, he, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk's like, you got to hustle, you got to grind, get it every day, right, Gary? Um, and I love Gary V. What he doesn't articulate is that when he's grinding, he's in flow. Yeah, he loves he loves having lots of stuff to do. He loves deal making. He loves interacting. He loves content. So he loves being in that state of flow, which, which to the outside per viewer is a shit ton of action, right? It's just a yeah. massive amount. Right? Yeah. So it looks like grinding. But he's, that's his flow state. So it, it's finding your own way to do it is where the magic starts to show up. So how do you, how do you recommend our listeners find their own version of their own flow state? That is a great question. <laughs> that's a very, it's very, very easy. Follow your knowing. There's a knowing that comes from here somewhere. And then there's this thing, right? There's thinking, thinking and knowing. There's thinking and knowing. You know what to do. 
And I bet you if we look back at some of the big deals or things you had that blew up or didn't go well, you probably knew at some level not to do that, right? So so the the way you follow your own path is you follow your knowing, not and then you and then you use your thinking to execute along the way. But your knowing is is the GPS, it's it's the directions. So it's like your emotions are also your guide too. Is it exciting? Do you want to do it? Does it sound fun? Positive emotions is an indicator of your path. But the challenge is you have this like path where it's radically different than what everyone else thinks. You say, well, I feel like I should do this. Like, no, you should wake up at 5 a.m. and take cold showers every day <laughs> and eat Brussels sprouts for breakfast and then you'll be successful, right? Yeah. Like I, re I remember talking to Brandon on a call and he was like, I'm like, well, what's the most important thing to do right now? What do you know you should do? He says, I know I should get a massage. And I'm like, get a massage. <laughs> Have you heard him talk about his massages now? Now yeah. his massages, this is one of his most resourceful week. Like, so, yeah. because that's, that's your knowing talking to you. So all everybody has to do is listen to it. Hmm. But we, we, it's always there because it contradicts our social conditioning, our models of success, and our past yeah. models of success and failure. And you said, you know, it's about finding not just the the success in the business side, but also the fulfillment. Um, how how does how do you when when you're working with your clients? How do you uh, and for our monumental listeners, what what advice would you have as far as you know if they're if they're seeking to find that fulfillment? So I'll give you a, a master strategy. We'll try to you know sum it up. So what happens in the in the business of real estate is everybody wants to acquire X amount of units or portfolio or dollar amount. And then I ask them, what's going to happen after that? And for the most part, hey, I want freedom. I want appreciation that, you know, I've done something, I'm worthy, I'm significant, I'm impacting people. The, it's certain feelings. I want security. I never have to worry about money. And if you compact all those feelings at the end of the day, all it comes down to is basically I want to feel good. If I summarize it all, yeah. it's I want to feel good. Then my question becomes, how is it possible to be at that stage where right now you're not taking advantage of what you have? You already have financial freedom right now. You already have time freedom. You have one hour a day that you could do absolutely anything you want. But if we are anxious and neurotic and we just cannot wait to get where we want, do we really think that getting to that point is just going to change everything? And this really resonates with people. So what I'm suggesting is go after your goals. You could even double or triple the goals. But remember, at the end of the day, you are chasing feelings at the that those goals will provide you. Nothing wrong with it, but you have to start shifting the way you feel and think right now because just making that $5 million a year or having the portfolio is not really going to shift everything if you've been accustomed to think and feel in a certain way. So you could do very, very small things right now. Uh, take care of yourself, do things that you absolutely love and enjoy the work that you do. So that journey is just going to be so much fun for you that you wouldn't even care as much if it actually happened. And that's when it will happen and your time's going to be shortened too.
if you want to do big things, you need to be prepared to fail. And if you want to accomplish big things, you probably are going to fail at least several times in the meantime between starting out and, and actually getting there. And so many of us, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I fall into this category. I try not to, and, and I work every day to overcome it. But most of us fall into this, this, this category of we hate to fail because it, we think it makes us look weak and we think that others around yeah. us are going to look down on us. And we think that um, it's, it's going to, to just make us look it's going to give an impression to other people that we don't want. But the reality is if you don't ever put yourself in a position where you can massively fail, you're also never put yourself in a position where you can massively succeed because those are the same position. You can't massively succeed if you're not at risk of massive failure and having somebody that will support you and basically say, great, let's do it. Let's take a risk. Let's risk like financial ruin, not necessarily financial ruin, but let's take big financial risks. Let's take big risks with, with our business. If you're not with somebody that can do that, well, it's unlikely that you're ever going to be massively successful because you're not going to put yourself in that position where massive success or failure is an option. Yeah, I love that. And and speaking of massive failure and and how that is part of the learning process, what do you think, how, how does somebody go about that? I mean, people don't want to fail, um, but, but I do agree that is part of the learning process. There's not, there's not failure, there's feedback, right? So how does somebody put themselves in a position to have massive failure or massive success? Uh, I, I think part of it is being open and honest with those around you. Uh, too many of us try to hide our failures. They try to pretend everything is going all right. And when they do that, then they actually have to hide it from themselves. Um, and that stress builds up and you start like, trying to maintain a facade that's not real. Um, and if you can just be open and honest about your failures, if you can come out and you can say to your friends and to your family and to strangers uh, out on a podcast, hey, I have failed massively. It doesn't mean yeah. that I am a failure. It means I did something and it didn't work out. I'll, I'll be the first to say here, here, this is, uh, I'm mentioning this for the first time uh, on this podcast right now. Um, I had a partnership that just went bad recently and literally three of our businesses imploded. And last <laughs> week I had to shut down three businesses lost in the six figures. Um, and it was a massive failure and it stings. It's, it's, it's not just the money, it's the pride, it's the, um, it's all the hard work that went into it, but I need to own that. And I need to say, Hey, I failed. And then I need to spend the next couple of months thinking about what happened, what caused me to fail? What am I going to do differently next time? So that the odds of me succeeding are better because all the things that, that caused this failure or those three failures, those business failures can be avoided in the future. If I'm willing to be introspective, I'm willing to, to sit here and admit that I failed, admit that I made mistakes, and then say, okay, I'm not going to make those mistakes in, in the future. But I have to admit I made them in the first place, and I have to examine yeah. them and figure out how not to make them. And so for a lot of us, it's, it's success is really as simple as examining our failures, and that's just one or two or 50 fewer mistakes we're going to make the next time. And if we fail the second time, well, we're going to learn another 50 or 100 mistakes we're not going to make. And eventually, we'll have made most of the big mistakes, and success is pretty much uh, preordained. I would say there's one word, Evan, and that one word is vision, right? Uh, 
people have goals, but I think goals are pretty weak. Um, if for the listeners out there, we all write down our goals, we have our vision boards, but you know, do you really believe it's possible? And I don't want you to think about the how. I want you to think about what is that vision? And how committed are you to getting that right? Um, there's a book, I don't see if I, if I have in front of me, but there's a book, uh, there's two books I recommend for every single person on this podcast right now. That is The Miracle Morning by our good friend Hal Elrod. And um, the second book he wrote was The Miracle Equation. And most of you guys out there, I know you guys have morning routines. If you're listening to Monumental, and if you're working with Evan Holiday, you're already one level up than the general public. You're probably in the top 10%. But I don't think that's good enough. I want you to be in the top 3 to 1%. How do you get there? It's having these morning rituals that are sort of ingrained. And I'm not talking about like you get up a little early, you do a little workout, and then you go off your day. I'm talking about these strategic principles that you implement consistently, not for a couple of weeks, not for a couple of months. I'm talking about years to decades. And that compound of growth can help you get to that vision I just mentioned. So, so once I had that vision, I had to figure out the architecture. And I also had to have the mental armor, Evan to get there. And so, you know, I had to forge this version of myself. Um, this version of myself never existed. There's that, there's the scared version of me. There's like, Oh my God, can I get into medical school? Or my God, real estate's really stressful. I, yeah. Who will it with what I'm trying to do? Or like, Hey, it's COVID. Uh, and I have a multifamily project. Uh, should I just, uh, just give up my earnest money and walk away from the deal? I don't think I can raise the capital. I mean, who's going to invest now? I mean, this is COVID, right? But it's like, no, that's, that's a BS belief. That's a limiting belief. Let's, 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 let's put that to the side and say, okay, if I could raise it, how would I? You know? And so going back to this, so the miracle morning, as I mentioned, guys, is it's about five to seven principles that you implement. And it's like a routine. And he just took the best of the best. And I, I always had a morning routine. Um, I knew getting up early was key. I was never a morning person, but I've become a morning person. And I thrive in that. I think many of your, you guys out there are probably like that too. But it's having a little more structure in your morning. Like, okay, silence, meditation, affirmations, right? Uh, visualization, um, exercise, reading, supplements, smoothies. Um, you know, all of that's important. And then biohacking, right? All of that kind of stuff. And then it's, hey, what's an affirmation is really like, okay, what's your belief? What's your goal? What's your vision? And you have to have unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort to achieve those results. And I'll say it again. It's unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort will equal those miracle results that you're looking for, that vision, that, that how you want to transcend where you are and to where you want to go. And you need two, more, two other things. You need accountability and coaching and mentoring. I think yeah. <laughs> my wife is like, we could have had another home like Hawaii amount of money you threw into like coaching and mentoring <laughs> and books and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, but like, that's going to allow us to buy the home in Hawaii that you want, you know? All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more of each one of these individual episodes, go to evanholiday.com forward slash monumental. And with that, have a monumental day.